I'm Diana Hart, and you're watching the Andre Corbeil Wrestling Show. Woo! Jinder Mahal. Hey, how you doing, my friend? Good, I'll see you having me on the show. How you doing, Andrew? Oh, my God. The cleaner! Davey Richards, how you doing, my man? Very well. The dog of war, Jesse Neal, and we're with Andre Corbeil. It's 12 p.m. daytime, and I arrived here at 7 so I had to catch up on Impact tradition. and NXT, so it's all such fresh because we're all And I'm joined, of course, by the podcast machine, Mike uh, First of all, I'm good, and what, how you sound right now kind of reminds me of the first move that we did. So, interesting enough, I had two moves before my move to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. We moved one, like, at, like oh my god, like, not even like 10 minutes away so I could stay in the same school district because my junior year of high school, I was getting ready to move and start. And it's like, why would I move just at the end of my senior year just to finish high school in another state? So we managed to find a crib and rent at like the end of the block where I used to live. So I was literally like going 10, five to 10 minutes away from my original house. And that's how it sounded when we were moving. Cause we had everything out of it. And we just had that big ass echo. So I'm right there with you with the moving house, Mr. Dazzarino. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be a problem in a new house if we had internet because all the rooms are filled, but yeah, I'm in, I'm back in the old room for one last week. Hey man, let me tell you something, man. God rest her soul, my grandmother. You know what the most important thing that we had to get out of there? You want to know what the most important thing was? What's that? Ham. A woman loved her some food. Manja, man. She was Italian, a nobly Don, man. Sheep said Bay, Brooklyn. We had to get to that fridge to get some ham. The big-ass ham, Dazzy, dangerously. Ham. Yeah, food comes first. That it does, except for broccoli and cheese. Fuck well, broccoli. By the way, Fuck broccoli. Cypher, You're talking about cypher. Hold on. God damn it, Corey. I'm going to say this. Bro wants to start an argument about broccoli and cheese and mac and cheese. There's no fucking argument, Corey. And Corey, I love you to death. But mac and cheese all day, every day. Don't even start with broccoli and cheese. No. All right. He he made me mad, dude. I legit saw that post and I was like, all right, he's talking about food because I know Corey he likes to cook, right? But fucking, you don't just start out of nowhere just because you want to start and see what people have to say. It's mac and cheese. There ain't no broccoli and cheese. It ain't even B and C. It's BS if you like broccoli and cheese. Oh, you yeah. sons of bitches. You know what Stewie Griffin knew from day one? Very first episode of Family Guy, he wanted to destroy broccoli. And he was right. He was absolutely he was right. right. Wasn't, wasn't very right about some other things, but, you know. <laughs> okay. This is going to sound incredibly weird this week, but uh, it, as always, we kick off the show by going back to Friday night. And with a very echoey room, it's time to recap the smack. Smackdown kicks off with Roman Reigns, such fresh, and it's the only entrance longer than The Undertaker's as it takes 5 minutes and 9 seconds into the show for him to even pick up a microphone. Roman calls out Adam Pearce to tell how much he's disrespected. And with a dusty finish, Apollo Crews hits a superplex on Big E and both men's shoulders are down for the pin. After a break, the referee initially calls for a draw and Big E retains. A Apollo splash Big E, causing the ref to ring the to restart the match. Backstage, Sonya Deville thanks Adam Pearce for the opportunity to return to SmackDown and suggests he put himself in the gauntlet match later in the night. Hmm. Hints dropped. 
The Street Profits finally lose the Tag Team Championships to Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. Also backstage, Carmella cuts another promo about how Sasha Banks can't touch her, even though Sasha recently beat her twice in the same week. Backstage, Billy Kay attempts to join the Riot Squad, and after claiming further conspiracies and accompanied by his own camera crew, Sami Zayn is quickly eliminated by Rey Mysterio in the gauntlet match. Shinsuke Nakamura eliminates Mysterio with an armbar as next entrant King Corbin attacks both men and Dominic at ringside, but is also eliminated by Nakamura. Then a Kinshasa to Daniel Bryan gives Nakamura another victory before Roman Reigns interrupts to the mutual respect of the two men. Nakamura is then beaten down by Roman and Jay Uso before Roman forces Adam Pearce to make the pin after a super kick from Jay. And now at the Royal Rumble, we are going to get Adam Pearce challenging Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. And I have no problem with it because Roman Reigns is being the chicken shit heel. I don't care. This is how I roll. I run this show and I'm going to face whoever I want to fucking face. If he wants an easy title win, and he'll get an easy title bout. You know what? I had no problem with it because also as someone who used to go into the Sports Plus Long Island, New York for Ring of Honor, I enjoyed me some scrap daddy Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce can wrestle. He's doing the damn thing. I'm, I'm okay with this. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't as outraged as a lot of people were. Okay. That's it. I'm okay with a match. I'm not okay with WWE making Adam Pearce look like just a random official. That's my problem. They, they, have, a- they haven't highlighted the fact that he's a former five-time NWA world champion, so obviously people are going to... Well, the people inside the WWE bubble who don't think there's any other companies outside of WWE are going to be outraged. He's well, a yeah. Thank you, Moses. Hello, Moses. Sorry, man. <laughs> to cut you off. No, no but the fine. thing is, too... Oh, okay, man. But also, Adam Pierce. if you look at the guys who were in the gauntlet, I mean, Nakamura, Sami Zayn, hello, he has history with a lot of these people. Yeah, and they finally made Nakamura look good with three straight wins in the gauntlet, too. He was great. He was the star of that gauntlet. Very much. About time. If I could do something with a guy, Jesus Christ. Yeah, stop. And they- Stop getting him squashed. I know. Well, wait a minute. You forgot one thing, I think. I don't, I, I could have misheard. But, dude, they bring back Sony Deville to be Adam Pierce's like, assistant? Yeah, well, I alluded to it. Like, she suggested he join the gauntlet. And I, yeah, I they have. Don't know what the I hell just, they're doing with Sonya Deville. I don't know. She's not like Adam Pierce's nothing. assistant. Nothing. They're not even having to wrestle. She's being the assistant to Adam Pierce. Like, two weeks she's been in two backstage segments. She hasn't even been in the ring yet. Nope. So she's an assistant to a backstage geek who is like now in a title thing. Who I'm so lost. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, there, SmackDown. This is what happens when you don't watch the crappy Raw SmackDowns during the week. And this is why we, we watch it so you don't have to. Thank exactly. God. Now. Uh, as you heard, Moses has joined us, and as Moses can hear, I'm in an empty room in the old house because we currently still have no internet in the new house. So this week, I'm going to let Mike do going in raw because it's going to be very echoey if I do it. As you heard, we recap this match. Before we do going in raw, I have to ask Moses Marquez a question. Sure. Who does number two work for? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. Welcome. So can I? You would, let me know when you want me to start going in raw. Well, speaking of number two, we're going in raw.
Triple H takes off Raw and is immediately interrupted by Randy Orton. As the two exchange words, Orton ends up challenging Triple H to a fight and receives a right hook for insulting the game. Ric Flair shows up halfway through Charlotte and Lacey Evans' match, and there's no doubt this week that he cost his daughter the match and left with Lacey. Oh my god, WCW 2000 vibes coming in full front. Jeff Hardy defeated Jackson Racist, I'm sorry, Riker, before demanding Elias face him at which Jeff gets another victory, such fresh. Following a challenge earlier in the night, Keith Lee and Sheamus defeated Miz and the other Misses before we go backstage and Triple H accepts Randy Orton's challenge. Then back in the ring, Keith and Sheamus have decided to face each other for reasons as Keith Lee picks up the win. From home, following his positive COVID test, Drew McIntyre responds to Old Bill and accepts his challenge for the Rumble. Lord, help us. T-Bar makes a rare victory over Retribution over for Retribution, excuse me, over Xavier Woods. Did not steal his finish. Following last week's shenanigans, Lashley got some revenge as he made Matt Riddle tap out to the retain the U.S. title, but Riddle immediately challenged MVP after a spear from Lashley resulted in a DQ. Riddle was beat down by the two Hurt Business members. AJ Styles defeated Drew Gulak, denying him a spot in the Royal Rumble match. WWE attempted to highlight the career of Old Bill. All I can say is thank heavens for fast forward. Keith Lee offers to fight Orton instead of Triple H, but the game is ready to fight. Okay. The Gucci girls, Dana and Mandy, both declared for the Royal Rumble match, but were quickly defeated by Nia and Shayna. I must add once more, such fresh. In the main event fight, Triple H was drew out his sledgehammer as screen slowly shut off before the sledgehammer caught fire, and Triple H vanished in a blackout. Alexa Bliss then appeared in the ring and shot a fireball in Orton's face. We go to credits. Andy yeah, Orton's one. go to credits. I just realized how funny it is when somebody else says Jackson races. Sorry, Riker. <laughs> Dude, that okay. whole like whole episode of Raw is was just like, the fucking worst thing ever. I think it was like Drew Gulak was like, oh, "I'm declaring for the Rumble," and it, some geek is like, "Hey, no, dude, you, you, we we don't fucking do that like no more." And he's like, "It doesn't work like that." And I'm like, well, "Okay, whatever." And then like not fucking twenty minutes later, these two dumb broads are like, "We're declaring for the Rumble," and nobody says shit. Yeah, and I'm like. <laughs> What the fuck? So, can I declare? Can I not declare? Uh, what the fuck's going on? I do then we, I do declare, thank you. And then, then we fucking move on, and and then, you know, we got fucking Dad Triple H in there wrestling, which kind of looked good, I'm not going to lie. Oversound a little bit too much, if you ask me. But then, how in the hell do you not know you're holding a goddamn flaming uh, sledgehammer? And then... Who is more magical, The Fiend or Triple H? Because he just fucking vanished. And I've yet to hear from him since. This is why I never have a problem with Triple H getting back in the ring, because he always looks good. That's true. You forgot the main point. So here's the thing. Triple H gives him into the sledgehammer. Orton gets busted on the cheek. And I guess where the the cheek, that's right. So the edit part is you see where Triple H is going to get the sledgehammer before they do the feed thing. You see Randy wiping off the blood because notice there was no blood when, we, when Triple H disappeared. Okay, I, I want Triple H to be on Raw next week just so Charlie can ask him where he disappeared to. Yeah, yeah that'd be great. Or, you know what they do? I don't think you guys realize it. It also could allude to the fact that we could get the Fiend and Triple H in the future because Triple H did say he approved what Randy Orton did to him. I see. Uh, but did fucking Randy Orton need to sell this goddamn fireball for 45 seconds? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be that guy, but it, Jesus it Christ. It singed him. You'd swear it literally burnt, melted his face. 
you. Oh you yeah, would... because when it melts my face, I'm gonna roll around and stand up and roll around and take a bump and like fuck out of here. Stop, drop, and roll, <laughs> Stop, drop, and roll. Okay, so Randy. Stop, it... drop, and roll on your face, darn. That's what we didn't do. Randy, it's basically a hot flash in your face. It's not the final scene of Raiders of the Lost Ark. No, fucking guy. Wait. Okay, can, can I rant now? Because I got two rants I'm seeing as I read this This going around. Can I rant really quickly? Yes, always. Okay. Jeff fucking Hardy's like, hey, man, you know that Jackson Riker? Dude, you were in a mortal with him in TNA. Gutter and Murphy. Bro, don't act like you don't know who the fuck Jackson Riker is. You were in TNA with him, you son I mean, of a bitch. Hello, Antichrist. I can add to so, that. Jeff, Jeff yes. was probably high as fuck at the time. That is also very true. Thank you. So Jackson Riker beats Jeff Hardy like in under a minute, under a minute with a friggin' roll up and he's holding the tights thanks to Elias. And then, you know, Jeff's like, hey, I know you're faking the injury. And then he beats Elias with the swanton. And then friggin' already there's dissension among the rankings with Elias and Jackson Riker, who legit just got together not too long ago. And already there's dissension. And then you got Ric Flair and Lacey Evans getting together like it's friggin' Stacy and David Flair, who's the father of the baby in friggin' WCW 2000. And I'm like, why are we having 70-year-old Ric Flair with Lacey Evans? I, I don't care. And he's going, you know, he wants to take her to Space Mountain. They're going back to the hotel room, whatever the fuck. Are we, and, are we also just, forgetting that we saw Lacey's husband and daughter on TV not too long ago? Right. Right. Ugh. It's like when Kurt Angle and Jason Jordan were father and son, and here's Jason Jordan's father. And Dad, put me in the match, Dad. Oh, there, there was the oldest, other line, oldest ride, longest line. Thank you. There was Thank something you. funny at the end of that Elias Master when he's yelling at um, Jackson saying, why didn't you help me? You told me not to. <laughs> I laughed my ass off when I saw that. <laughs> And here's what else I got mad because the Drew McIntyre, you like, you put old Bill so eloquently in this. Yeah. What pissed me off is like, well, you know, Bill, you're going to go against the one title that has eluded you your whole career. And I'm like, oh, shit, he's winning. I, I, like, I kind of laughed a little bit at Drew's first message as well because they advertised it as Drew's, you know, addressing his diagnosis. Like, okay, nobody's ever addressed their positive test for COVID, but okay. And it's literally just a safety message like, wear the mask, stay safe. Stay safe. Okay. Take it you're one of those guys that barely went anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Pay attention, motherfuckers. Oh, and and T bar. All right, I'll let you rant T-bone. first. Yeah, T bone, T bag. Go T-bag. ahead, Moses. You rant first, and then I'll go. Go ahead. Moses. I don't even know what the fuck this guy did. All I know, all I know is, is he called out Sammy for using a move that he stole from another fucking indie loser. And I'm like, you kiss, you shut the fuck up there, Dijakovic or Jai, whatever the fuck your goddamn name is, you piece of shit, with your goddamn stupid ass fucking mask out here looking like a dumb shit. <laughs> I don't know what else happened. All I know is Trav hates him, so I hate him. So well, fuck him. Basically, T Bag's original tweet was some little teenage virgin on AEW stole my finisher like four years ago after oh, we did a show wow. together. He's... And he also okay. said, you can... I'd steal something from his moveset, but it's all just Ricochet's moves. Ooh, that's not entirely true. Uh, Sammy <laughs> Guevara responded, "Somebody tell Teabag the move actually belongs to Matt DeMarest, uh, the guy he yeah. stole it from." And I'm just trying to get the move to be seen since you know he's never on TV. Ooh, ooh, your mama. Uh, but you know what? <laughs> Matt, Matt DeMarest didn't really say anything. All the fans just kind of 
came to his defense and like yeah look here's some old videos of him using the move and then he's like yeah uh, i probably used it professionally first in 2010 but to be honest he gave credit to kenta for making knee strikes look cool as hell i was just saying i was like everybody's been doing that fucking move you can so, shut the hell up it, it is basically uh, just an inverted gts exactly yeah. So what's interesting about it too is if you look how he puts up the torture rack, it's almost like a burning hammer, but it's not a burning hammer. So there's a lot of similar variations to the maneuver that he's doing, like you saw eloquently put at the GTS. But here's the thing, like he he also wrote that someone tell Panda Kid I had a singles match on TV last night and I didn't steal the move from some backyard or I thought of in a professional wrestling room with some other wrestler who I don't know who this is. Yeah. And he told him try being creative sometime instead of oh I don't know making jokes about rape. Yeah, but but the other wrestler responded, don't at me, bro. Yeah, I thought that was very, very funny. <laughs> <laughs> don't bring me into this shit. Yeah, um, The funny thing is, though, uh, T-Bag has now deleted all those tweets. Yes, he has. And by the way, it's no longer the Feast Your Eyes. You know what the move's called now? Something stupid. Eyes wired shut. I wish mine were every time Retribution are on TV. Oh, they, they gotta do something, man, because he just beat it. Well, he just beat Xavier Woods this week, and that was it. And I'm like, okay, that's nice. At a match out of nowhere, he beats Xavier Woods. All right, now what are we gonna do? We're we gonna go back to Ricochet again, or is Ricochet gonna finally leave the company? Yeah, it was kind of weird Please. about how we kind of credited Ricochet, even though they've been feuding with Ricochet for weeks. I know, right? <laughs> it's like, time just... for you to go back to Japan. Mm-hmm. Go to Japan, go to AEW, go to Impact, go anywhere. Go somewhere. <laughs> I love the idea of him going to AEW, but then I, I think about it and I'm like, dude, I don't I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I feel like he'd be better served in Japan because that's where he, he was uh he was so good. Uh, from what mm-hmm. I saw this morning, WWE, when they called them all up to Raw, they offered the Retribution members uh, 250000 a year. Meanwhile, what? they're paying Goldberg a million dollars a match. Oh, go to hell. All right. So, like, you were talking about also the fact that Goldberg got that, uh, that video package. Yeah. I'm like, no. No, thanks. Yeah, literally, thank thank heavens for fast forward. Yeah, like I just, uh, I, I just I don't. You know what I'm saying? I hope it's just he comes out of the gate with the claymore and that's it. But I know it's not. I know they're gonna trade finishers. Yeah, like I also some somebody complaining about the the main segment where they oh they're using a the fireball like like NXT didn't use that earlier this year. I'm like, you, you know, fine. Undertaker was using fireballs like 20 years ago, right? Yeah. Nah. Nope. It's not like fireballs are a new thing. No, they're new to me, bro. They're new to me. I think the coolest one was Kane accidentally hitting China. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. But I digress. Uh, Triple H, please tell us where you, where you went to and how you learned how to teleport, please. Teleportation. I just want to know just once to try so I can like teleport from like uh like like my room to the kitchen in like ease just once. Yeah, you you must teach me how. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you must teach me your ways. Um, well, Sting 
re relearned his ability to teleport, which we'll get into a little bit later on. So first of all, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe. If you're watching on Facebook, like and share. And whatever podcast platform you may be listening to, don't forget to follow or subscribe right now and take it to the max every single week. That looks okay. Ah, I'm Diana Hart, and you're watching the Andre Corbiel Wrestling Show. Woo! Jinder Mahal. Hey, how you doing, my friend? Good, boss. How you having me on the show? How you doing, Andrew? Hello. Wonderful. How are you? Kitty. Oh, my God. The cleaner! Davey Richards, how are you doing, man? Very well. The dog of war, Jesse Hill, and we're with Andre Corbiel. Honor. Tradition. Because we're all in this for one thing, wrestling. Revolution! Match Wrestling Podcast is about all wrestling. WWE. Impact. And AEW. We got promos. I love to entertain all of you. I've said it time after time again that I am the most passionate person when it comes to these promos. I am the one that makes your blood boil. We got trivia. Who portrayed the fake Undertaker at SummerSlam 1994? That'd be uh, Brian Lee. Mark Capani is the real name of what former WWE superstar? I believe that's Muhammad Hassan. So join us every Thursday on the Mac Wrestling Podcast and take it to the Max. Go to MacWrestlingUK.weebly.com for more information. Hey, this is the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. Hey, this is Tommy Dreamer, and you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. Hey, welcome to the Madhouse. And don't forget to subscribe on YouTube.com slash MaxWrestling. This is the CEO of Shane Taylor Promotions and Ring of Honor superstar Shane Taylor, and you are listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. It's time to take it to the max. This is the voice of Killer Cross, and right about now, we are about to take it to the max. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Madhouse. And now, predictions for this Saturday's Hard to Kill coming up. Brace for impact. Impact in three, two, one. Um, we do have Travis's predictions since he's not here. He wanted to make sure he didn't miss the predictions title this week since uh, somebody seems to keep missing them each week. <laughs> what, he, what he really wants to do is make sure I don't overtake his record. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't hold your breath, Travis. Even though my uh, my track record of Impact pay-per-views is very good. So. Mine's not. Let's, uh, let's kick it off with... Ooh, Tenille Dashwood and Caleb with a K versus Rosemary and Crazy Steve. Uh... Well, we haven't really seen Caleb with a K wrestle very much in Impact, so I'm going with Tennille and Caleb. I'm going to go with the reunited Decay, Rosemary and Crazy Steve. 
All right. That was a very nice uh, reunion this week, too. It was. But he's a good wrestler, though, Caleb with a K. I mean, we've seen him with Trevor Lee in the Cult of Lee. He could go. And I know Travis will tell you all day, every day about the revolt. So I understand. <laughs> and I know, I know where he's going with it because as someone in the Carolinas AML, he's got a good taste for the independent scene. And the Carolinas is wrestling country like it is flair country. So I get it. But, yes, Caleb Conley can go. Tennille can go. Then you got Rosemary and Crazy Steve. I'm just doing it because, you know, it's their reunion. And why would you have them losing the reunion of Decay? You know what I'm saying? But it's one of those things, too, where, I, like Travis was saying, like there could be chicanery and stuff. Whoa. But I got to go. Chicanery. I'm, I'm chicanery. not really seeing it as a reunion, more like a one-time thing. Hey, so. man. When Sting, when Sting came in and he had that one-time thing and he was a friggin', um, what's his face's partner? Christian Cage's partner? That was a one-time thing that turned into a feud, which we know was going. But still, that was a one-time thing, and it felt good. It felt good. 2006, Dazzy Dangerously. Epic. Epic. Um, obviously, Travis went with Tennille and Caleb with a K as well. Yep. Uh, Moses? Um... Okay, I'm gonna go with the uh, the team of Crazy Steve and uh, who was his partner again? I forget. Rosemary. 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 Of course, it was Rosemary. I'm just, <laughs> you know, I I don't know if it's gonna. I don't know. No, I'm getting her confused with the zombie lady. That's Sue Young. There you go. Well, I was like, wait a minute, what? I mean, Rosemary's kind. Oh, the lawyer. The lawyer. The lawyer. She's the lawyer. Susan, the lawyer now. The lawyer. Who who pr- gave some pretty stiff shots to Rosemary this week? Yes, she did. Yes, she did. Like she full-on punched her in the face. <laughs> Is this going to be a thing now? Because I love it. Just because Matt Hardy says the lawyer. The lawyer. Matt Hardy, but yes. <laughs> it's, of course it's going to be a thing because he's an idiot. Is your attorney here yet? I am the attorney. <laughs> no, I'm the goddamn lawyer. <laughs> Fucking lawyer. Okay. I was sitting somewhere right now, like, dude, this is not funny. This is how I say it. Ladies and gentlemen of the j- 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 jury. Sure. <laughs> uh. Uh, okay, we have. Oh, God. Let's get this one out of the way. Ethan Page versus the Karate Man. He's fighting himself. I, I don't know how <laughs> it's going to work, but I just. I hope it's over very quickly. <laughs> I'm like I'm I'm like kind of lost. I'm like, who the fuck is the Karate Man? And then goddamn, like he's fighting himself. And I'm like, I'm I'm legitimately like picturing like him against a mirror. And I'm like, oh, this is gonna be interesting. It, yeah, I, I can't figure out how they're gonna do it because the promo segments obviously are easy to do because he's just talking to himself and then he superimposes himself in the other costume on the other side of the screen. But uh, whatever, Ethan Page. I mean, technically, we can't be wrong on this one because Ethan Page wins either way. Right? <laughs> so Ethan Page. <laughs> That's a good move to me. Mike? I'm trying so hard not to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan motherfucking Page. Ethan motherfucking Page. Oh. Okay. Let's move on to a real match, which is probably going to get real brutal real quick. Eddie Edwards versus Sammy Callahan, Barb Wire Massacre. Dude, give me Sammy. Okay. 
Uh, I, I have think... not been watching a single thing of Impact, so everybody's like, well, what the fuck? Like, dude, dude, so don't don't question me. I'm just out here just doing some things. All I know is is I feel like Sammy is going to be the next guy that's going to show up on AEW, or on AEW television because he's going to be the dude to help out Mox. So it's like you got to make him look strong. Well, that's my thought process. This, uh, this one was one of the toughest ones to call on the on the card. In fact, I think it was the toughest one. Uh, but uh, who won the last match between them, Mike? Oh my goodness! Oh uh, well, that this is where I was going to go because he's lost to Sammy, and I believe in one of the matches on him. But he lost to Ken Shamrock, so I'm like thinking to myself, how can he not finally get the win? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm picking Edwards uh, purely for the fact that I think Sammy Callahan can take more punishment. Agreed, and the last barbed wire massacre that they had, like he was involved in, because it was Jake and Dave Chris OVE against LAX and Dan and Ortiz, and that was friggin' epic. And it's one of those things where, like, each and every time you get a barbed wire massacre match from Sabu and Abyss, Abyss and Judas Macias, aka Muertes, Ricky Banderas. It's one of those things where, man, you're going to be in for a treat. You're going to be hurting. But at the end of the day, you're going to see a hell of a match and a hell of a fight. So in this one, I got to go Eddie Edwards to finally settle the score. I mean, dude, we're coming on two years with this view, Dazzy Dangerously. Two years. It's been two years since Tommy. Tommy. And the friggin' the shot to the eye with the bats. So yeah, we're going on two and a half. Yeah, about two and a half, no, two and a half, almost three years. But God dang, man, we got to have Eddie Edwards finally get the dub. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh. Let's take a look at the card we got. So we have Team Hollywood. Eric Young, Dina, and Joe Doring, a.k.a. Woody Harrelson, Christian Bale, and Mickey Rourke. Versus Cousin Jake, Rhino, and Tommy Dreamer in an old school rules Six-man tag, which is basically a hardcore match. Uh, I think it's got to be Team Hollywood. Since I have no idea what the hell's going on, you know, they're like Team Hollywood, sounds good to me. <laughs> well, I mean... Goddamn impact highlights get taken down quicker than fucking... I don't even know what. Quicker than sharing a WWE clip on Facebook? Yes. Okay. Ooh. Uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, EY, Doring, and Dino have just been beating everybody down for weeks, so it's kind of stupid Molly. if they lose to uh, a couple of ECW veterans. Molly Wap, Dazzy Dangerously. Yeah, they've Molly. been Molly Wapping everybody. It wouldn't make any sense if they lost to Rhino and Tommy Dreamer. And Cousin Jake. Well, yeah, and but I mean, Jake. Jake's still pretty young. Yeah. Jake Christ, or is it some just round dude? Cousin Jake. Cousin Jake. Okay. Cousin Jake. Jake. Got it. Well, Jake Christ is a free agent. Yes, oh, that's is, right, yes, huh? Yes. Uh, anybody going for the uh, team of Rhino, Dreamer, and Cousin Jake? I'll take them. All right. Mike? So I will go with Eric Young, Joe Doring, Cody Diener, Team Hollywood. And also, I'm going to say Tommy Dreamer's just in there to eat the pin. Yeah, probably. That sounds like Tommy. Well, House of Hardcore, every time he booked himself in the match, he would take the pin mostly. You know what I'm saying? That's how he rolled. And also, that was Tommy Dreamer at the end. He didn't even want to be the ECW champion. You no, know? he just said, hey, Taz, after one week, here's the belt, brother. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, that's, that's how real vets do it. They go out on their back. Exactly. This is true. Uh, Travis also says Team Hollywood. Attaboy. 
All right, now, uh, kind of don't see the point in this one. I think it's kind of a foregone conclusion, but I'm sure it'll be an okay match nonetheless. Taya Valkyrie versus Deanna Perazzo for the Knockouts Championship. Gotta be Deanna Perazzo. Yeah, it's gotta be D. Like, well, I would say all year, but last year, but... It, it seems like a filler match, but I don't know where we're going afterwards. Like, Deanna's not really feuding with anybody else. I was just going to say, it was like she's kind of just been like in the background now. Yeah. Uh, so anybody saying Taya? No, I think this is a stopgap for Deanna Barraza before she feuds with somebody else. So I'm going to say Deanna. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it, though. I think it's going to be a hell of a match, but I don't see Taya Valkyrie Lawera Loca getting the title back. Like, I don't see who she's going to feud with next because obviously they've got rid of Sue Young. And now Susan is on her side. Oh, the one thing I have to mention before we even get this. I'm sorry, man. I know I'm going all over the place, but God dang, man. Matt Stryker and D'Lo Brown. Hello. Yes. New, Goodbye. New commentary team. Goodbye, Josh Matthews. About damn time. Okay. He's so, annoying. Matt Stryker, I, as being, again, being a Long Island guy, I love me some Matt Stryker, NYWC, the whole nine man. Matt Stryker is one of those guys who's just so knowledgeable about the business. Can he be annoying? Yes. Absolutely. Can he be annoying? He doesn't know when to shut up. I know. He's very passionate, and he just doesn't shut the fuck up, Matt. So it's what, And just don't have any pictures of your dong again, man. Show us your dong. Man. That'd be great. Be fantastic, <laughs> bud. Oh, that was well, even funnier these... because he used to be a teacher. Yeah. Here's the ruler for you, 12 inches. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> D'Lo Brown has actually had some commentary experience. Him and the coach were the uh, announced team on Sunday Night Heat back in 02. So, I mean, he's you got some commentary. I'm still pissed at D'Lo Brown. Why? For teasing aces and eighth, it never happened. I know, right? I know. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Got me in the ass. I thought Denzel maybe won. they can get it right this time. Nope. Maybe. But I Did you see Bully Ray shared Aces and Eights video from 2013 on his Twitter page? <laughs> that son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, okay, this week was kind of surreal because we saw Manic and Suicide on the same team. Um, but I mean, we all know uh, somebody new playing Suicide now anyway, not TJP. However, at Hard to Kill, Manic will be defending the X Division Championship against Chris Bay and Raju in a triple threat match. Man, oh man. Manic just got it, though, no? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's got to keep it. He's got to keep it, otherwise it's kind of fucked up. I was going to say, the X Division title used to be that fucking hot potato title. Mm-hmm. I don't think they want to go back to that. Well, not after Rohit held it for so long. Well, then there you go. Keep it on Manic, and for God's sakes, keep that fucking mask on, you fucking arrogant prick. Yeah. Maybe TJP should have really kept his mouth shut this week. Uh, Mike? Oh, my God. Oh, fucking no. That guy never keeps his fucking mouth shut. He made me so mad because he's such a fucking dumbass. Oh, it just. You know who he is? You know who he is? I'm going to bring in some fucking some Mike lingo here. He's a putz. Yeah. That's what he is. He's a fucking putz. There you go, Moses. Yeah. Asshole. Asshole. You know what that took from TJP, man? It wasn't good good of him, but you know what it took from him when he put out that tweet? You know what it took from him? Hmm. 
Get back uh, that's, what's the word? Wait, don't tell me. Hutzpah. He had the hutzpah, but it was in the wrong way, man. <laughs> wrong hutzpah. TJP, wrong hutzpah. Uh, uh, anyway. But he will have it on Saturday. I'm going with Manic to retain as well. The chutzpah of Manic, okay. The harm. Manic chutzpah. Manic chutzpah. But no, I'm going to say that Manic retains. My other guess was going to be if they if they want to heal, I was going to say get back to real heat because I love me some real heat, Raju. But I think Manic's going to retain since he just got it. So I'm going to go Manic. Manic depressant all the way, every day. All the way live. I don't think he's going to lose it until they unmask him and reveal that it obviously is TJP, but I think it's way too soon for that. TJP and his fucking tattoos ain't obvious. See? See? Jesus. Uh, okay, now I'm going to surprise absolutely nobody with an axe mask because Travis went with Kiara and Sasha, of course. Duh. Uh, for the Knockouts Tag Team Championships against Havoc and Nevaeh. But I'm going to go on the flip side and I'm going with Havoc and Nevaeh. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised. I'll be honest. I'm surprised they actually made it to the final. So I think there's got to be a reason. Mike? Well, yeah, it's definitely not to go lose. Yeah, Mike. I would love to see Kiara and Tasha as the champs, but I also look at it from a stance. Remember watching Wild Women of Wrestling and Kiara was fire and adrenaline Diamante. They beat Havoc and Nevaeh to win the Wild Women of Wrestling Tag Team Champs and become the first. Wow, women of wrestling tag champs. So you have Tasha Steeles in the equation. And you got Havoc and Nevaeh. It's one of those things where both have been dominant, and I like Kira and Tasha. I think they're funny. But I think to start and really grow around the crop of that division, I think they're going to go with the two powerhouses. So as much as it kills me, because I want to see Kira and Tasha win too, I'm going to go with Havoc and Nevaeh. Which, by the way, in case you didn't know, as we all know, Relic is spelled, is killer spelled backwards. Thank you, Eric Young. But Nevaeh is backwards yeah. backstage yes Paranoid Eric was great it was it was great but she made it apparent on her Twitter to say that Nevea is uh, Nevea it's Evan spelled backwards okay <laughs> y'all ruin it man come on bring it that you get off that and you're just like okay but Eric Young says Relic is killer spelled backwards and he's paranoid and Johnny the effing bull Stamboli is not doing a god damn thing yeah. with black rain gold dust yeah yeah well havoc spelled backwards is kova yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay main, main event uh six man tag motor city machine guns and rich swan versus the good brothers and the impact debut of kenny omega hey first off fuck the good brothers right now right Right. No, not really. I'm just joking. But like, <laughs> I, I, I don't I, I'll, I'll, I'll rant about how mad I was at. I'll rant about how mad I was at Don Callis later. <laughs> I just thought you were channeling Tamatonga right there. No, Each. God, no. I know. I seen the whole thing, <laughs> and I'm like, "Fuck those guys! They're not the Bullet Club." <laughs> when I seen that, I was like, "I so saw this coming." <laughs> they can call themselves whatever they want, as long as it's not the Bullet Club. I was like, oh, fuck, dude, get at, like, enough, okay? Get, like, you're not going to fucking reform, you're the fucking firing squad. You're not going to reform no Bullet Club, okay? I understand, like, the two, you know, OG fucking members besides fucking Farvel over here is is you and, and Fale, but the last I fucking see is Fale went clean shaved and he don't give a shit about no nothing. Mm-hmm. 
So come on now. Stop getting all butthurt. I haven't seen uh, Finn Balor say anything either. Exactly. So it's like, stop getting mad unless you plan to, you know, go to AEW and tell somebody some stuff. I think he's just mad because nobody really gives a shit about the New Japan Bullet Club anymore. Well, I mean, like, look at it. It's com- It's like, like not trying to be mean. I really am not. Like, I-, I love the Bullet Club and I love it, how it started and how it's grown and the many different forms it's taken. But it's like, and I love everybody that's in it now, including like JY and and Ishimori and, and and even Phantasmo, but it's like you guys like f- feel like the fucking New Japan version of the NWO. Like you're just a bunch of dudes that are there. Like the big thing that it was is it was a gaijin it was a gaijin group. Now it's it's fucking filled with Japanese dudes and Tongans. And there's like a white guy. <laughs> One white guy. And he's not even American. It's open white guy. Yeah. Exactly, the token one. <laughs> um, well, well, I think it's kind of dumb if they have Kenny Omega make his Impact debut and then lose, especially with a good yeah, exactly. So they they gotta win. Yeah, there's no way they're not, unless it's a, a, a screwdriver or somebody gets involved. But I mean, who the fuck would get involved? I think it would John be Mox. awesome if Mox showed up. Yeah, that would be great. Like I said, the whole idea of Mox and Sammy Callahan together would be fan-fucking-tastic, honestly. I mean, I'm also getting these random vibes that, like, more AEW guys could show up. Yeah, I'm more inclined to think that Mox shows up after the match, because that kind of seems to be his thing. Which he did yeah. on Dynamite this week, which we'll, again, get to. So, full house yeah. for Omega and the Good Brothers. Yeah, gotta go making good brothers, and that was actually going to be my thing. Like after the match, Moxley comes out and just cleans house, as, yeah. as Mox does, as he does. I'm hoping because I mean, the last time we saw him in Impact, remember he had a, oh my god, it was like 2005, 2006. He had that one tryout match, and that was it. Oh crap! I didn't. I, didn't I totally forget forgot. about everybody that randomly does TNA, but yeah, I actually remember his yeah. one match. <laughs> and I'm like, yep, I remember this. People only remember Okada in TNA and Nakamura because of how oh. bad it was. Oh my god. I don't. I don't. I want to cry when I see that. <laughs> I do. I've like. Because, okay, so to, to fucking backtrack or whatever, I have a cool little. I guess. I guess T. Or I want to keep calling them TNA. Impact. Because uh, they have the. What is it? Impact Plus is their subscription yeah. thing? So they actually have a free version of it. That goes on Pluto TV, which is an app that you can download to any smart TV. And it's basically free television. I get to watch, like, all kinds of old uh, Impact, old TNA. goes as far back as, like, the heyday where, you know, Kurt Angle or Kurt Angle was there and, uh, you know, Sting was there. When fucking, you know, Rick Steiner was still kind of sort of wrestling. Like, stu- like that early, was it, like 2004, 2005-ish? That's like, wait, hold on. What, Rick Steiner and them? That wasn't until, like, 2007. There you go. Oh, okay. Well, let's say that. Still high school. Okay, so my senior <laughs> year-ish. I take it. So, right. I mean, it was about then, but it goes, like, back and forth. It fluctuates, so it's like I get to see all kinds of stuff from them, and it's nice. It's very nice. Yeah, that that video you sent, Mike, of uh, Dean Ambrose's TNA debut, it looks like he's fighting a chick in the thumbnail. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Then I sent the old school one that he did on Velocity on 06 when he teamed with some dude named Dean Taylor against Eminem, Nitro, and uh, Mercury. Never seen that Why one. Why is Dean Taylor ring a bell? 
Hold on. Wait a minute. I'm going to just take a look at this now. I may have interviewed him. Hold on. <laughs> and one of the other cool things that about this full free impact thing is I got to see pretty much all of CM Punk's impact run. Yeah, which he hates. Well, I don't blame him. It sucks. <laughs> um, I feel bad for the guy. Dean Taylor was also known as Tommy Taylor. Okay, never mind. Never. From what I can see, he hasn't really done much. Tommy Taylor? Apart from a couple of trials. Tim the Toolman Taylor? What the fuck? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, it just seems to be enhancement talent. Hold so on. He, got it. Yeah. <laughs> he said Tim Taylor. All I want to go is. There you go. That sounds like an animal dying, and I'm not sure which. Must <laughs> say, Mike doesn't even know either. <laughs> I think that's the noise Vince makes when somebody debuts in NXT. Okay, no. When you said Dean Taylor, I was thinking, okay, maybe I've interviewed this cat because he was a developmental guy. But I'm like, no, that dude I interviewed was Dean Visk. That's a different guy. He was in OVW in 05 and 06 when Bobby Lashley and CM Punk were all there. Yeah, unlike the other Taylor you have interviewed. Ah, yes, that is true. I like that. Very nice. Yes. Shane Go Taylor. back to Beyond the Max. Watch that. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so those are our predictions for how to kill. Let's see if I can retain for another pay-per-view. Hey, I'm right there with you, man. Wait, hold on a minute. Talk about you retain. I'm retaining with you. Well, yeah, but I mean, I've been retaining it for a couple of weeks now. I've had the most range, you son of a bitch. All right, rub that one in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we want to send a special thank you to Alex McMillan of Razor Red Noise for the official podcast promo Rumble 6 theme song in the world. Go check him out now on youtube.com slash coversburn. That's B-Y-R-R-N. And also on Instagram at underscore Alex McMillan. And podcast promo Rumble 6 comes your way in two weeks' time. It's the 30th Max Racing Special going all the way back to the first podcast promo takeover in 2015. The Phoenix has a busy night as he defends the Knowledge Championship against the former champion Alex Dorio and the returning LJ in a triple threat match. Phoenix also has another chance to take on the promo champion Moses Marquez. This seems to be no, the new no, he big does. feud. He does not have a chance. He doesn't have a chance in hell. <laughs> It's, uh, you know, the big feud always seems to be around Phoenix in Max Wrestling. It used to be against you, Mike. Oh, yeah. Uh, but no matter who wins, there are big promo mania implications. And for the first time ever, the Max Wrestling World Championship is on the line in a promo bout between one of my many faces and Moneymaker and one of the Promo Bowl 2020 champions, Chris Durham. Once again, it all yeah. comes your way on January 28th. And don't forget the pre-launch show on January 26th, which will feature the first couple of rounds of the Knowledge Championship. What's it called, Mike? Uh, I know, the pre-launch show. What? <laughs> Not the kickoff show. Oh, shut up. Just, you know, you know something? it's the same goddamn thing. It's fucking WWE, you know what I'm saying? We can't use the goddamn kickoff. Kickoff! Well, pre-launch the motherfucking show before the show what do you want me to say put it in blunt terms okay you know what i'm saying it's the goddamn pre-launch the pl you know what i'm saying the pl you know what i'm saying the pls the pre-launch show yeah well i mean we did start calling on the countdown to shows and then aw stole that so 
The pre-launch is ours. Assholes, yes. Pre-launch. <laughs> All right. Put on your body armor, strap on your helmet. It's time for the Wednesday Night Warzone. Uh, I did something a little different this week. Like normally every week, I watch Dynamite and NXT live side by side. This morning, because I couldn't watch it last night, I had to watch Dynamite, NXT, and Impact on three different screens at the same time. Oh hell! It was it was fun. Uh, nope, that sounds difficult. <laughs> but like, I was, like I, was, I was missing bits and then just reading up the results. <laughs> what, what else what can you I do at that point? Miss? Oh, okay, I got it. Um. But, you know, the first three opening matches in all three shows all ended around about the same time. So I had to write down notes for three different matches at the same time. Like, shit, that finishes, that finished, and then that finished. All right. Uh, Dynamite kicked off with Pac versus Eddie Kingston. Um, good match. Very good match. Pac kind of kicked his ass a little bit. I was expecting a little bit more back and forth, but uh, Pac gets the victory with the Black Arrow before a group standoff where Lance Archer kind of evens the odds for Death Triangle. Uh, he's still kind of stuck as a tweener. He's not still not quite on a face turn yet. And well, he'll get there, I'm sure, but I, I, I still love the tweener right now. Uh, I was looking out for his haircut. I, I've noticed really no difference. Yeah. But whatever. <laughs> and then uh, Jake just kind of looks pissed off that he's got to come on stage. <laughs> That's how he always looks. <laughs> I was happy enough sitting in the back. I was happy in the back, goddammit. Uh, meanwhile, I was hanging out. I had a nice comfort chair. <laughs> Jake, goddammit. Uh, meanwhile, on NXT, Candice LeRae gets another victory over Shotzi Blackheart with some interference from Indy Hartwell. Dude, this was really good, though. Shotzi was like, she looked really good to start out. Her and Candice had some good chemistry. I have, I just gotta ask you guys this because you guys, you know, you've been watching wrestling almost as much as I fucking have. When the hell did apron bumps become like the fucking norm? Uh, when suicide dive became the norm. I don't mind yes. the suicide dive. I like, I don't. But like, ev, I feel like every motherfucking match has an apron bump, or at least every match in goddamn NXT. Well, yeah, because like, that's. You have to have your signature. Okay, we're going to put this match together. Oh, somebody's going to take an apron bump. Somebody's going to go over the top rope, you know. And I telegraphed the whole fucking first eight minutes. I was like, okay, cool. She's going to get some heat. She's going to beat her ass. She's going to do this. She's going to do that. Oh, cool. Apron bump, you know, does the dive. I was like, okay, cool. She's getting ready to get the heat. She comes back inside. Fucking uh, uh, Indy, I wanted to fucking call her Raquel all goddamn night. Fucking so grabs uh, Shotzi, and I'm like, okay, great. They got the heat, and uh, guess what? Commercial. 20 seconds later, commercial. I yelled, predictability. Okay. <laughs> I think what I also, <laughs> what I like about this whole thing, I do enjoy Indy Hartwell, because not because of the fact that I think she's, you know, I, I like the fact that, yes, oh, Indy, baby, Indy. You know what I'm saying? You I take the Indy 500. Indy I do too, and I support the Indy 500 because room, room, want to go for a test drive. Hello, I digress. 
That's what those things were. She's an amazing talent. She's finally getting that rub. We're finally getting to see her Australian self doing the damn thing. So, I mean, I mean she's under the tutelage of Candice LeRae. You get rid of the fucking Austin Theory. He could go somewhere, not I don't care where, but anywhere. That's not on NXT because I hate his ass. So, yeah, Andy Hartwell all day, every day. Oh, I got a good joke about Austin Theory a little bit later on when we get to the match. Uh, <laughs> uh, back on AEW, Miro defeats Chucky e. T with, uh, oh. I don't know if he's still calling it the accolade, but with the accolade. And like this rivalry, oh couldn't get God. any stupider. Chucky e is now Miro's young boy. Oh. First off, what the, like, what? Why do you need a young boy? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? That's gross. Second off, um, like, I, I fucking hate this so much. Miro is just like, he's WWE smack dab in the middle of AEW. I can't fucking see past it. I can't. I can't do it. It's his, It's the same everything. It's the fucking same everything. It's the stupid Machka kick. And you can hear some fucking geeks in the crowd yell, Machka. And I'm like, yep, I fucking heard it, you dumb shits. And then he fucking yells, game over. And I'm like, okay, you need to stop that, like, right now. It's That's Wait, really hold stupid. Hold on, hold on. Moses, I don't oh, mean to cut you. I fucking hate this so but much. yo, let's also make you rant more because that it's not the accolade anymore. Okay, what's it called now? The game over. Oh, it's called game over. Yep. It's fucking, it's stupid. It's so fucking stupid. It's the love of Twitch. He's a gamer. He loves Twitch. So Since name- when? Since when was this motherfucker a gamer? When? You fucking tell me Since- when, because I used to watch the <laughs> shit yeah. out of Up, Up, Down, Down, and this motherfucker was never on that motherfucking thing. When he got fired. He was, he was in the background. <laughs> yeah, when he got fired and his wife was still fucking working. Hell. Oh, yeah, yeah. I fucking love Twitch now with my fucking 1,400 followers because I was a fucking WWE guy. Fuck out of here. Jesus Christ. I didn't think it was possible for Rusev to be worse. Oh, I knew it was. I said it from the fucking jump. There was only one true destination for this fucker, and it was Japan. He didn't go. He's ruined. He's going to be ruined for the rest of his fucking career. He could go back to WWE today, and he might save himself. Well, well, you can't leave WWE and go anywhere else. This isn't fucking 96 anymore. Your style cannot translate in America and other places. It does not work no more. You need to go elsewhere, revamp yourself, then come back. Look at everybody else that's done it. Moxley, Drew Galloway. Fuck, the list is endless. Look at all the fuck. Look at all the guys they plucked from Japan. After they had worked in the States. You go to Japan. You learn how to really work. Because there. They teach you how to work with. Anybody. They teach you how to work with super heavyweights. Heavyweights. Light heavyweights. Cruiser. I mean fucking. uh, You know. Luchadors. British style. Strong style. Catch can. You name it. They fucking teach all of it. They teach you how to adapt. On the fly. You're not going to learn that in AEW, no matter how talented those guys are. No matter how great QT Marshall's training just may be. He needed Japan, and that was his only true destination, and he's fucked himself because of it. And the ironic thing and is now, now he's got a young boy. 
Exactly. Now you're a fucking young boy. You could have been a young lion, or you would have been the biggest young fucking lion I've ever seen, but hey, (laughs) you know, and at least then it would have made sense. But no, now you're just fucking Kip Sabian's bitch. Or you know, you're the butler for the wedding, I believe is what it is. He's like, that you know what? Fuck, I'll fucking sign up for that one. You can magic <laughs> kick me in the face with that gimmick. All about it. Uh, well, well, who he is? He's Tom Green. Well, he's Tom he's Green when he was the butler. Remember Tom Green was the butler? Yeah. My Tom bum is on the rail. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Green. You remember Tom Green was a butler in some movie? Remember that shit? I try to erase all memories of Tom Green. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, dude, I forgot the guy existed. Fucking hell. Freddy got Hey, number one on the show, man. No, on- no, not that fucking movie. God damn it. <laughs> hey, Paul oh, Paul's come a long way in Scorpion. I still See? remember being a fucking like, oh God, I was in like middle school and like Tom Green was all over MTV. Yeah. And then that fucking movie came out. I go to fucking Blockbuster to get it. <laughs> 20 minutes later, I fucking turn it off because of the fucking dudes like trying to fucking skateboard and, uh, like business shoes so there's like no grip at all and he just fucking eats it and like and tears the shit out of his knee and i'm like okay i'm not watching this shit anymore well did you go see freddie got fingered or stealing harvard freddie got fingered i'm just saying man because daddy would you like some sausage daddy would you trust me i saw the whole fucking thing where he's like oh i got a lebaron a lebaron and he's just freaking out over a piece of shit lebaron because that was the fucking car to have in the 90s, I guess, because God only knows. And then he tells his mom that, like, you should be sleeping with basketball stars, and that's, like, the first thing you see when you see the mom again is she's with, I think it was, like, Shaq. Yep. Or, it Was it Shaq? I think it was Shaq. Well, Freddy Got Fingered was 2001. I was nine years old when this film came out. My goodness gracious, <sighs> take it. Hell, I was in well, middle school. I know. That's okay. You're older than me, you old man. Yeah, so it was you. <laughs> Hey, I was alive. All right. Well, about the same. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it came out April twentieth, two thousand one, and yes, it was Shaquille O'Neal. You are correct. Oh Lord. Well, hold on. So the one that came out, the one that I was mentioning was Bob the Butler. That was two thousand five. Oh my God, Brooke Shields was in it. Hello, Brooke Shields. You lovely lass. My goodness gracious, Brooke Shields. They actually let that guy be an actor for real for a while. Yeah. Last time I saw him, he was on an episode of Celebrity Ghost Stories. He's... Fu- oh, my God. I don't care. How the fuck did we get onto... Yeah. I got two questions. How, how the fuck did we get onto Tom Green, and how the fuck did he marry Drew Barrymore? Because... Well, first of all... Because he's most- hilarious. <laughs> I'll tell him that, because I'll give him that, because he's fucking hilarious. Yes. I mean, hell, if that's... I'll, I'll tell you that right now. As a, as a guy that's, that... Uh, Awards himself on his humor. Trust me, you can you can pull some with with some with some quality humor. Well, but uh, he, I have no idea how the fuck he, he ran out of jokes green. pretty quickly because only lasted a year. The, you said he was the butler, and the Chucky e. T was the butler for the wedding, right, or whatever yeah. it is. Tom Green was in a movie called Bob the Butler, hence the Tom Green discussion. Yeah. Well, can can we get back to Moses being amped up, uh, bowed up because the next segment involved oh. Matt Hardy. No, yeah, fuck this fucking geek. Well, oh my god. Trouble in Paradise, private party, clearly are not happy with Matt Hardy's it's management. Paradise. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> this fucking geek, last week, 
forces them. He does not allow them to read this piece of shit fucking contract. He says nothing. He does nothing. He hands them this fucking shitty ass contract. They fucking know right off the bat this loser's getting 30% to do nothing. Then on fucking on BTE, they find out that the fucking contract is 50%. And then now, oh, now they're fucking outraged. Oh, what the hell? You're trying to play me. You're trying to play us. And he's like, well, it's part of the Matt Hardy brand. Of course I'm going to take 30% of your money. And then they say nothing. He blatantly tells them, I'm taking your money, and he does. they do fucking nothing. So guess what? Private party, you're fucking geeks. Yeah, he, he basically tells them to suck it up. Oh, my God. I hate this so fucking much, dude. Like, I've, private party is legitimately the fucking geek squad. Like, I, I, they have no credibility with me at all. Like you're you're dumb enough to listen to this old motherfucker who was knocked out for forty some odd seconds, then decided I have to keep wrestling because my legacy, or whatever the fuck his bullshit reasoning was. Then again, you allow him to be an arrogant dumb motherfucker as your manager, I guess, or whatever the fuck he is to you right now. He's obviously playing a big big money mat. He tells you off the bat you're taking thirty percent. Turns out to be fifty. Why are you not punching this fucking guy in the face? I don't understand what the fuck is in it for these fucking geeks. What is in it for you geeks? Um, Somebody tell me what's in it. Because right, there's, there's there's no shining light at the end of this fucking rainbow, okay? All I see is them being just fucking just the geek squad for the rest of my fucking life. You want me to try to make sense of it? No. Okay. Fuck well, me. I was going to say because they idolized the Hardys. So I don't give be- a shit. <laughs> I idolize the Steiners. You don't see me fucking trying to get gigantic and fucking, you know, going around Big Papa Pump. I'm going to take your lady and show her a good time. No. <laughs> okay. Well, last, I wanted to add to that because I'm going to say this about Matt Hardy. Besides everything that Moses Marquez just so passionately was very said. Excuse me. It's one of those things where, like, yo, can he just go home? He's got a fourth kid on the way. Just go be with your wife. Dude, at this point, you're going to have more fucking kids than Philip Rivers, okay? Just fucking stay home. Yes, thank you. So just go home and be with your poor kid. Put a freaking plug in it. By the way, for those who don't know who the fuck Philip Rivers is, he's an NFL quarterback who's got nine kids. Well, Damn. Moses, that's I... Not a, that's not a joke. He's got, he's got nine kids. All he knows to how to do, do is throw, throw interceptions and make kids. Weapon. What's he trying to do? What? Will you make the sound of music? Or the cheaper by the dozen? Yeah. Jeez. I don't fucking know. That's how, that's how, that's how they do it when you're from Alabama. <laughs> oh, sweet home Alabama. So We're in Wazoo. It's in Beecham County, oh, Alabama, Ma. We're in Wazoo, Ma. So, the Clancy. They sleep with his sisters. Some, some of them do. Well, <laughs> just wanted to say to follow up on his reference. As soon as you said the name, I'm like, knowing you, I'm like, it's probably going to be a football reference, and you did not disappoint me. Well, I would say Antonio Cromartie, but I forget how many kids he has. I think he has, like, 12. By the way, how about your Chargers, bro? Oh, God. Uh, not too happy with him. But, hey, a lot of coaching moves. The Raiders can have my fucking stupid DC. He's a piece of shit anyway. Okay. 
piece of shit. Know. There's been a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on with that. If you're listening, anybody that listens to the Bolt Ranch stuff, there's a lot coming. And then especially, uh, I'm actually going to try to do like a video thing. It's fuck, it shuts a lot of work. I don't know how the hell Daz does this shit every week. Sure. Oh, commitments. You're telling me, bud. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's shoot back to NXT. Pete Dunne wants a shot at Finn Balor, and it's about God damn, damn time. Um, speaking of about damn time, Balor fights off Dunne, Lorcan, and Birch, and Yuri takes his like, sweet-ass time coming to his aid. No, first, I don't give a... F- that's not how I looked at it. I saw this as, okay, so who the fuck is booking these goddamn like karate movies? Because Finn's out here beating up three dudes Ethan Page. for like a while. It wasn't like, oh, okay, cool, like, you know, he, he, you know, he beat him up for a little bit, and then the numbers got, like, no, like, he was beating their ass for a good minute plus. Yeah, Triple H and watching Cobra Kai. I was just going <laughs> to say that. <laughs> oh, God. He's like, oh, what's on Netflix? Cobra Kai, that's what, that's what we watch. Hell, maybe that's what inspired Triple H to come back to the ring this week. These, <laughs> these old guys can do it, so can I. <laughs> William Zabka got nothing on me. I can actually like, <laughs> I can see like, I can see him watching every episode like as he's working out and just getting motivated. Yeah, well, I remember when when DX reformed uh, and they were fighting the Spirit Squad. And Triple H did like a karate thing during a break. That was great. <laughs> oh, the good old days. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, the Grizzly Young Veterans. Defeat ever rise in uh, first Dude, round. Why do these guys talk so fucking much in their matches? <sighs> fucking hell! I mean, the no crown thing. I can hear everybody more, but they don't shut the fuck up. And I have to say this: I'm talking about the grizzly young veterans. Okay. They're very, very vocal and like, and it kind of gets annoying. And then I have to do this for ever rise because I said it all fucking night long, and it was so funny that I popped my stepdaughter. And she had to tell everybody in her Discord chat, and they had no idea what the fuck she was talking about, except for, like, two guys who popped hard. Uh, Ever-Rise is officially Fat Jackson and not Nick. Yes. Uh, and this match went much longer than I expected. I thought the vets were just going to squash the uh, the Walmart young Yeah. Bucks. Like, why in the fuck do these geeks need so much? I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, it was good. It wasn't like it was a bad match or anything, but I just... I saw no real point in why these guys got so much if they're just going to be beaten every week. Okay. So you got the Brits taking on the Canadians. And I look at it from a stance of Ever-Rise. They use them a lot on 205 Live, and they really accentuate their talents. And the dudes are not bad as a tag team. But comparing comparing them. I didn't even know they were Canadians. So now now they're the, the Canadian Young Bucks. There you go. So, <laughs> the Canadian bucks. I like it. So what's interesting, though, is, too, like like we're saying, like, they're good. But the thing is, too, like like you so eloquently put it, Dads, it's like, yo, well, they should be squashing them. But they have this long-ass match because I guess they want to show that tag teams really matter. It's the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. But at the end of the day, you knew that Zach Gibson, take your shoes off, and James Drake with his shoes and no socks, we're going to get the dub. Yeah, I mean... You could understand it going longer if it was really competitive, but you just knew the vets were going to win, so didn't really see I the mean, point. You got... hey, Gibson, shoes off. Shoes off. I mean, you got to feel bad when you're wrestling James Drake because he's got the Don Johnson style. He's probably got some smelly feet, man. Shoes are off. Dirty bastard. 
dick. You can only imagine how those fucking boots smell. Ugh. Ugh. Oh boy. Uh, well, Shotzi was obviously unhappy with the result earlier in the night, but she finds a tag team partner in Ember Moon for the women's Dusty Classic. What the fuck is this broad been? I know, she she just keeps appearing and disappearing. She came back to fucking disappear. Every yeah. every time Ember Moon like... comes on TV, I'm like, wait a minute, is she a face or a heel? Oh, I can't even <laughs> fucking tell anymore. I give up. I'm just like, hey, it's Ember Moon. I don't even fucking question what side she's on. I'm just uh, I'm just shocked that she's back and not all around. Quite frankly, I envy Matthew Palmer. Why is this? Because he, they're married. That's due from Impact. I oh, that's you. right. Yeah, yeah, you were saying that. But he got mollywhopped by Moose again. Oh, well. Oh, <laughs> but no, the thing, the thing, too, is I got no problem with Ember Moon on my TV. I don't care if she's a face. I don't care if she's a heel. All I got to say is booty shaking, earthquaking, panties dropping, ain't no stopping kind of deal, man. She's bootylicious. All about it. All about Um, So back on Dynamite, well, well, New Year's Dash Night 2, uh, we had the Inner Circle New Year's Resolutions. So, uh, yeah. Jake Hager wants titles. Fair enough. No, 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 no. You're doing it wrong. He, he, he wants championships. Championships, yeah. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm all about it. <laughs> he was excited, I was excited. And it's like we connected. Uh, MJF wants to strengthen their bonds, and fat people gotta go. And I took that personally. <laughs> fuck. I yelled, I said, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> and my stepdaughter was like, what? She's just like looking at me, and I was like, he doesn't like fat people. So she just like flipped off the TV and like went back to her work. <laughs> Uh, Ortiz wants to perfect his grandmother's recipes. Fuck yeah. Well, well yeah, grandmas are the best cooks. Fucking arroz con dule. That sounds fire. Uh, some Jericho wants the tag team titles with MJF, which sets off Santana, uh, who isn't too happy about it, and then Sammy Guevara yeah. jokes about Jericho being a tag team slot. Oh, no, no. That's not a joke. He, he, he admits it right slot. to his face with passion. You tag team slot! <laughs> great i popped so hard i was like well it's true yeah he's teaming with hager he's teaming with sammy now you want to start teaming with mjf you want to go with titles with mjf what about the sex guys motherfucker uh well next week now we're gonna get a three-way to determine the official tag team of the inner circle that's right you got santana and ortiz you got mjf and jericho and you got sammy hager which is a play on Van Hagar. That's why Jericho was so like, huh, Sammy Hagar? <laughs> okay, quick funny story about Sammy Hagar, man. Yo, I remember going to Jones Beach and I was with my dad. We were saying Aerosmith, right? Sammy Hagar opened. This dude's in the 60s, man. All I saw were the tatas coming out, man. Because some chick, man, well, flashed in. The ladies love some Hagar, boy. Yeah, man. Freaking tatas running wild, bro. I felt like it was a girl's gone wild spring break. Hell yeah, to the yes. But yeah, you saw some tatas running, you know what I'm saying? Big old hooters. Woo. Oh, boy. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. As soon as you said Sammy Hagar, that first image of Jones Beach came into my head, man. Well, yeah, every we, obviously we don't get hooters over here, so every time I hear the name hooters, I think of Big Daddy. Oh yes, yeah. all right. 
Hooters, 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 Hooters. <laughs> I was thinking that in my head. Scratch and spread trash is dumbass. Oh, so this is something you learned at Hooters. <laughs> uh, you, yeah, well, you, you want to stay out of the frozen food section. Your boobs are hard. <clears throat> Microsoft went down two points. We wasted the good surprise on you. <laughs> you know what I gotta say? He'll laugh yes. every fucking time I see that. You know what I gotta say? Big Daddy. Who are you Yes, and who are you rooting for, cutie? The goddamn Jets. The goddamn Jets. Bring it on, woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. Um, oh, I see the nasty teeth. <laughs> I gotta go watch that movie now later. I gotta put the old VHS of Rudy into my TV, man, and watch Big Daddy. Yes. Speaking of fatty, whose is this? I don't know. I'm eating it then. <laughs> Yo, I can't take this shit. Are you serious? I'm a sick kangaroo when I up all day. Hop, 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 hop. What do you say? This is bullshit. You give him the easy ones. Uh, Damn yeah. you! You give him the easy ones. Hip hop anonymous. <laughs> if it's not obvious, we absolutely think and love Adam Sandler for all that he's ever done for our childhood. Yes, absolutely. Um, because you gotta respect AdamSandler.com. <laughs> like EvanMcCabe.com, we gotta respect Adam Sandler. But that's where it came from, AdamSandler.com. Why you gotta respect that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Dark oh Order are looking to become better people in Brody's name uh, and hope to recruit Adam Page officially next week as he teams with John Silver. Oh, this was such a BTE segment. Yeah. I loved it because they're like interviewing him and they're like, yeah, it's all right. So so next week you're going to tell us if you're joining the Dark Order? And they're like, yeah, oh, he's so in. Oh, he's so in. And he's like three feet away. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> Fuck, dude, he's right there. <laughs> I was laughing so fucking hard. He didn't care. He just wanted to drink. Yeah, he was just like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna fucking spill my drink. What the? <laughs> uh, like, he got yanked, and that drink got so close to his chest, I was like, oh, yeah, he ain't fumbling that thing. Yeah, drink responsibly. Don't fucking spill it. <laughs> That's how you drink responsibly. <laughs> you don't fucking waste it. Uh... Now then, uh, over on NXT, I finally get to make this Austin Fury joke. So, Johnny Gargano gets a victory over Loomis with some interference from Austin Fury. So, one fictional creep lost because of a real creep. Yay, alright. There it is. Uh, Loomis then tries to choke out Fury after the match before Gargano makes the save, but Kushida attacks the champion. boy, Kushida. Uh, so obviously Kushida's coming after the North American title, but also in the Dusty Rhodes Classic, it's Kushida and Ruff versus Gargano and Fury. Mm-hmm. So yep, they're gonna they're gonna build the shit out of this thing, which which means which what makes me feel I should say like Kushida's gonna finally get a championship. Mm-hmm. I'm all for it. I mean hell, I mean fucking Johnny wins them and loses them all the time, right? So yeah. Next. Johnny Ten Belts. There you go. I'm all about it. Good job by Loomis, though. Liking, I'm starting to, like I said, I'm starting to warm up to him more. I was liking what he was doing. I hate his entrance, but I like everything else. He's he's the new CLB. 
creepy little bastard. Hell yeah. Exactly. Um, well, the artist formerly known as the Rascals, MSK, debut. MSK? Uh, any idea what MSK stands for? I think Kush. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, fucking Kush. Because I tried Googling it, and then I thought, well, maybe it's uh, some kind of weed reference. So I Googled MSK weed, and all I got was multi-skeletal treatments. <laughs> I was going to be like, nah, dude, I, there's no kind of fucking weed that I know of that's MSK. I'm trying to think of something. Yeah, now There's like GDP and all kinds of other stuff. But like, as far as like letters, nah. But the names, too. Nash Carter is Zachary Wentz, and Desmond Xavier is Wes Lee. Wes Lee. What the fuck? Like, I hate these names. These are, like, the most generically bullshit names I've ever heard. And then Nash Carter? What the yep. fuck? I have no idea. But Whatever, though. They looked awesome. You just know when, yep. whenever they, unfortunately, go to the main roster, they'll get their name shortened anyway. Oh, they'll just be Wes and Nash? Yeah. And then they'll be like, oh, it's Wes Nash. That's their new name. Um, well, they got the win over Jake Atlas and Swerve in the Dusty Classic, and, I mean, they came in firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. Like, for a second, I thought, you guys need to slow down or you're going to get hurt on the first night. Nope. They, fuck, that's all they know, dude, is 100 miles an hour, <laughs> these guys. Must say, you should know from watching them in Impact. Well, yeah, but, I mean, they were, um, they seemed more fired up on NXT than they oh, ever than ever. Impact. Oh yeah, they were fucking like just from from the entrance on. They were, yeah, they were definitely feeling themselves for for lack of better words, I guess. Maybe well, maybe it was the clarity. <laughs> Bad too. Because WWE are a little bit stricter. Yes, I, I think for me too is like I think they kind of fell into tag team purgatory and impact because they were just like the team was like okay, have them let's have them have a good match with this tag team because they really never. Had them win the tag titles. They were just, like, around. Well, now here you have them. Yeah. Towards the end as well, they also started pushing Trey as a single star, and then they all left. Yes, exactly. And the thing that gets me, too, is, like, I like those two dudes. I mean, Zachary Wentz is the husband of uh, Kimberly. And then you got Desmond Xavier, who did a lot of great work at the Super X Cup and everything with Impact. Like, these two are going to be doing the damn thing in the tag team division. I really enjoyed the match with Jake Atlas and Isaiah Swerve Scott. So, I mean, hey, they're here to stay. They're channeling their inner corn. I'm all about it. Yeah, and uh, it caused some dissension between uh, Swerve and Atlas. Well, you got to get Swerve as the heel, because he was a good heel as Killshot in Lucha Underground. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. It, 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 it's causing some ruckus between them. Weren't these motherfuckers feuding before this? Yes. So then... Fuck him. I don't care. You're hurting. You're, you're killing Swerve for me too, man. And, 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 and you're wasting Jake. Fucking come on. Get your shit together, NXT. Well, you're pissing me off. I mean, I say they came to blows like Bronson Reed got in the middle of them. Yeah, big old Bronson Reed. But a colossal. You know what it is? I'm going to say this, man, because you were talking about Colossal and Moses Marquez. I got to thank you for this, man. Talk about being Colossal, being the thick boy. And as we all know, as the saying goes, thick thighs save lives. Facts. 
Uh, Alright, we may as well finish off NXT because there's only a little bit left. <clears throat> uh, so Zaya Lee defeats somebody with literally two strikes. Yep. I'm sorry. Just the way that you said Zaya Lee beats somebody. Didn't, have, didn't even have a time to say her name. Didn't. Nope. I was like, this is just, hey, look, some geek internet. Alright. Um, well, then they beat, she beat her down even more after the match um, for the approval of this mysterious empress. I think it's Mako Satamore. I hope it's Mako Satamore. That's my only guess at this point. Well, they also theorized, since we haven't seen her on NXT in a while because she was injured and she was in the Mayon Classic, Karen Q. Ooh. Like, I, okay, I keep I guess... thinking it for a dude. Because he looks, she looks quite big. Okay, yeah. so all right. Let me let me give you a photo. I still, of can't, I still can't figure it out if it's a chick, if it's a dude. Deceit me. Well, I mean, it's twenty twenty one. It could be either. There you go. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be judgmental. You know. Whoa. Okay. All right. I love you guys. Let me send you this photo, Karen Q. <laughs> oh, my lord. I'm sure I've seen Karen Q before. Yeah, she's oh, wrestled she in Ring of Honor. Kelly, yeah. Yeah, she was in Women of Honor too. Yeah, that's where she wrestled Killer Kelly, and got the unofficial win over Kelly Killer Kelly by countout. Not Killer Kelly. What am I saying, Killer Kelly? For Kelly Klein, my bad. Kelly Klein. She looks oh, yeah. just like Zia Lee. Yes. No, and that's not a fucking all Asians look the same thing, okay? I was about to say, what are you no, trying no, to say there, Muslim? Like and everything. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so interesting where it's going. I don't know what the hell uh, Bo is doing, though. He's just kind of there. Fuck, that's all this guy's been since he's gotten here. He's just fucking been there. I mean, it's funny because when you think of rock the boat, you don't want to rock the boa. So well, I guess Bo is trying not to rock the boat. Don't tip the boat over. I mean, rest in peace, Ali. I got to rock the boat. Rock the boa. Rock the boa. Rock the boa. No, thanks. <laughs> uh, well, finally, main event. Uh, Adam Cole and Roddy Strong versus Breeze Angle. Uh, Dunn, Lorcan and Birch attack Kyle O'Reilly during the match, and it seemed to re-injure his jaw, despite a little bit of help from Finn Balor. Um, I mean, it distracted Adam Cole, but not enough because super kick one two three. Yep. Like I literally thought, okay, Breeze Angle are going to win through a distraction. I'm I'm okay with that, but then nope. <laughs> yeah, fuck Kyle O'Reilly super kick. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Cole got his attention back in the match very quickly. He's a pro, baby. He's a pro, baby. Baby. Um, but but I mean, it, it's kind of funny that they're sort of aligning Finn Balor and Adam Cole seeing as we got Kenny Omega and the Bucks over an impact in AEW mm-hmm. not that I'm planting seeds or anything it's just convenient timing the UE club sucker and then Tamatonga blows another gasket well, you can't be the club took her name he took my beard oh sorry <laughs> he took his own beard and his hair you look you look like a fucking child yeah, why, why, why would you do that, Tamo? Why? Because he's a asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't I don't want to look like Roman Reigns no more. 
No, you look badass, and you look more badass than Roman Reigns. Just lose a fucking chest projector. That's all you had to do. That's so hard to lose the goddamn chest protector. Because every time Japanese kids come up to me, they yell, Ooh, ah, and I didn't want to look like that. <laughs> Even with a face paint. Like I said, there's one simple fix. is get rid of the fucking chest protector. I mean, we were saying that for years for Roman, and it's worked wonders. Yes. All he needs to do now is change because he the damn can give music. a fuck what we have to say. You know what? At this point, I don't. There's there's no reason to fucking change it. He only needs to change it if he goes like he if he goes like face. The the only thing is, a couple of weeks ago when Paul Heyman said to Biggie, "When's the last time Roman Reigns was in the ring and anybody even fought at the Shield?" I think of it every time I hear that damn music. So he needs to change it. I was like, bro. Every time you hear the, it's because it's the same. God, mine is the, you know, the whole shield opening. It's the same fucking song. Yeah. I mean, at this point, you may as well do Reigns in, you know, the phonetic alphabet. Which I'm not going to do right. now because I can't think of it off the top of my head. Alpha, beta, gamma. You know what I could do? It's kind of like in the Ashton Kutcher film, The Butterfly Effect, when he's doing the fraternity thing, and he's having them say it all in one row, and then he's puking. Oh, take it back to 04. But yeah, no, I can't do it as well. But yeah, I know. It's the sheer I mean, alpha. I, I, can, I can get Romeo, Echo, India, and then I get stuck on G. Gamma. Gamma. Mm-hmm. Gamma. Uh, N? N? Uh, C? I don't know. <laughs> Good question. Well, none of us are military, so suck my ass. Oh. Uh, you know what? Norman. Be... Let's, let's go, Norman. Norman. I was just gonna Sounds say like my a guy. I was gonna say my nigglies just because of Amir, and we're all nigglies. <laughs> okay then. Let me tell you. Something. Okay then. So Romeo, uh, Romeo, Romeo, Echo, India, Gamma, yes. Niggly, yes. Sierra. Yes. There you go. New intro for Romeo. Could you imagine Amir as a drill sergeant? Let me tell you something, bitch. My nigglies. Get out there. Can you imagine Amir as a drill instructor or a drill sergeant army? Oh. You know what? That'd be hilarious, actually. I bet people who actually know the phonetic alphabet are screaming at us right now what N actually is. It's uh, it's November. It's niggly. Just, it's niggly. Yep, November. Yeah, it's not November anymore. It's niggly. Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta, Echo, Foxtrot, Golf. Hotel India Juliet, I think. Yeah. Kilo Lima Mike Mike November Oscar uh Papa. Papa? Q is I wanna say Quebec. Yes. W is my favorite. R is Romeo. S is Sierra T Tango. Uniform, Victor, Whiskey, X-Ray, uh, Zulu, and I, oh, fuck, what's Y? I, uh, Yankee. Yeah. See, I remember it. And then, then what's dumb is they actually have Holy it for numbers. Crap. Which is, oh, which is literally that. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 0. <laughs> yep. What's the point? Anyway. Holy crap, I can't remember, actually remember that. <laughs> yeah, I was reading along as you went through it. <laughs> I'm glad you were reading the law. I was like, dude, I was like, okay. I was like, how many fucking uncles do I have in the goddamn military? I have a brother who's fucking active duty right now. I was like, I should know the goddamn fucking military alphabet. And so I started, like, thinking as hard as I could. 
But yeah, fuck. Like I was like, which one is why and this and fuck. They're hard. I mean, you got everyone. Well, hey, I'll take it. Uh, okay, so let's uh, get back to dynamite, where there's even more chaos. Well, we've already mentioned Omega and the Good Brothers. Good Brothers actually had a match on Dynamite against Danny Limelight and the Varsity Blondes. The very aptly named Limelight shown in this match. He's awesome. Awesome. But but we got to talk about the real deal here. This, this was supposed to be the band getting back together. It was supposed to be Kenny and the Bucks. But no, this is where I start to hate fucking Don Callis. You goddamn piece of shit. You're fucking things up, you son of a bitch. Okay? You, you played the Bucks, and then you brought out the Good Brothers, and I'm like, okay, I don't like this guy anymore. He can fuck right off. Like, if you're going to be the, the, the prick that, like, uses Kenny in, like, the heel way, like, you can use the, the Bucks in the heel way, too. You can do it like that. Don't be the asshole breaking up the Bullet Club a week after they got back together, you some bitch. What I found funny was the Young Bucks backstage and Tony Khan trying not to laugh. Oh, he was fucking <laughs> giggling. He was giggling, this guy. I was like, you fucker, Tony. Like, you can't, like, fucking, like, not put on a straight phrase for ten seconds. <laughs> He's just like, eh, you guys got left in the back. <laughs> I'm like, you fucker. <laughs> just, just pretend it's another Impact paid ad, Tony. Oh, oh God. Those are so good. <laughs> he's still wearing the 2021 glasses. Oh, because he's the fucking man. That's why. And he's wearing the goddamn Jaguar shirt. Stop focusing on football. Well, I mean, it's better than a Fulham FC shirt. That's true. That's true. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it, it was actually Carl Anderson who got the win, which was very nice to see. Yeah, good for him. However, as we mentioned earlier, the celebration is cut short through the arrival of John Moxley, who runs straight into a three-on-one assault. Uh, okay, so again, we, we, so we talked about it when, when Finn got three-on-one, okay? He got three dudes jumped him, and he beat their ass for a little over a minute. Moxley, a crazy son of a bitch, probably he's bigger, stronger, and crazier than fucking Finn, he gets beat up in like 25 seconds. And and talking about being gigantic, fuck, dude. I mean, I thought Doc Gallows was fucking a tall-ass dude. He's not that fucking tall compared to Mox's big fucking 6'4 ass. I was like, dude, they're almost the same fucking height. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I mean, they did get some help from the Lucha Brothers. Yeah, that's true. A lot of help. Uh, so that led to a chaotic brawl, and it's finally the Young Bucks who managed to calm down John Moxley before they both receive super kicks. Oh, yeah, they he's all like, he's all kick your ass. What? We'll super kick you. <laughs> oh, say this is good. I like this. Uh, wait a minute. I'm, com- I'm lost here. Why did the Lucha Brothers super kick the, uh, the Young Bucks? Because they came to save Mox, I think. I don't know. Reason. I don't know. Yeah, it made, it made no sense. Because as soon as they yeah. super kicked him, the freaking brawl ca- carried on. Yeah, it's true. Reasons. I don't know. Meanwhile, meanwhile Omega just like, fuck the shit, I'm out. I was like, get me out of my Well, excuse me, I got a world championship to do. Thank you. 
Yeah, Kenny Two Shows over here. Like <laughs> yeah. Kenny Two Shows, I like that. Um, it, it, this was just like a chaotic half hour for Impact because the chaos continued in the debut of Britt Baker's waiting room with special guest Cody. Um, Wait a minute. Yes. What? You said the wrong show. You said a half an hour into Impact. I'm like, you mean AEW? You know what? They're merging. Leave it alone. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, so it was all going well with Cody until they bring out the other surprise guest, Jade. No, it wasn't going well with Cody. They have, like, sparklers for his crappy entrance. And I'm like, cool, we get to hear the, the old song back. No, I think he's officially adapted the Snoop Dogg theme. Cody, Cody, Cody. And I'm super disappointed. Cody. Right. Right? Oh, God. Come on. Anyway, so, yeah, they come out. He's he's in there, and she's like, she makes fun of his fucking neck tattoo. I laughed. I thought that was hilarious. But then, yeah, introduces fucking Jade Cargill or whatever the fuck her name is, and this fucking broad is taller than Cody. I don't think she's got heels on, but Jesus Christ. I, I also like the joke of the baby's going to get an action figure before we do. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, Jade, what's her name, gets in Cody's face uh, and then talks more shit about Brandy and then gets attacked by Red Velvet. Who okay. I, I literally had to do a Brandy. double take. Yes, I did too. I did a double take. Wait a minute. I thought Brandy was... Wait, she's not going to okay, get I'm physical. Wait, that's not Brandy. I was like, wait, she's a little small to be pregnant. <laughs> okay. So you guys, I saw it online as well that everybody thought that Red Velvet was Brandy. No, all right, here's the thing with me. All right, we got Red Velvet, West Briscoe's boo over here. And, you know, she got Jade Cargill doing the damn thing. I'm going to tell you something right now, because Red Velvet, she's working hard, but she's still green as goose shiznit. Hmm. And Grey Jade Cargill is green as goose shiznit. And I don't want to see them wrestle each other. Oh, hell no. No, sir. Well, I just don't want to see Jade wrestle in general, to be honest. You know they're going with that now, because, you know, the original plan was going to be her and Brandy, but Brandy's pregnant, so you have to get the understudy in Red Velvet, and bada-bing, bada-boom, we're going to have the match. And make her look more like Brandy. Yep. <laughs> oh my! It's, I just don't. I just love the whole like brawl. Like it started, and three seconds later, every fucking lady in the goddamn AEW roster is out there trying to break it up. All while Britt Baker is just like, "Fuck this shit!" Bust my phone out. World star. Yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, Britt finds out she's got a match against Thunder Rosa, um, at Beach Break. On February 3rd. That was, like, the best. She's like, what? What? You're not here. So, no, we're not doing that. Okay, goodbye, everybody. We're not doing that. And she fucking just jams. And I'm which, laughing so hard. Which, again, I don't get because Brett's been attacking Thunder Rosa for the past couple of weeks. I know. Just That's right. what makes it even funnier. Well, I will also say this now. First and foremost, I can't wait to see that match. But I think right now, mm-hmm. when it comes to Velvet for a second, we just got to call her MB, Mini Brandy. Mini Brandy. <laughs> Might as well. Uh, unfertilized brandy. <laughs> I like that even more. Brandy. <laughs> oh man, it feels like we're nearly the end of the show, but it was still a couple more segments. So FTR uh, take on Jungle Boy and Marco. I lost count how many clotheslines Marco took. Oh, too fucking many. <laughs> this poor kid got fucking murdered. Every time I turn around, I get another. He's dead. Him dead. Him dead. Him dead. I'm like, yeah, we know. I see him dead. I mean, they're scraping him off the fucking mat for fuck's sake. It was far from a squash, though. I mean, Jungle Express certainly gave him a fight. Well, I mean, the 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 upside is is 
Jungle Boy comes in and he's doing his thing and he's out there looking really good and and I'm watching him and I had I don't know what it was. I guess I had the uh the Osprey complex, if you will. I'm like, dude, how would this guy look if he added like fifty pounds? And everybody in the fucking chat went bananas. It was like, dude, he would be like fucking the top star. He'd be fucking, you know, world champion level. I'm like, is it all because of the like the size? And they're like, Well, he'll get better and blah 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 blah. But I'm like, no, and like in all reality, like look at how I mean Osprey was known as like one of the best wrestlers in the world, and then now he got all kinds of attention because he got big. Why not? I'm just saying. I was like, for a guy who's the size he is, he does everything very, very well. He doesn't seem to get hurt that often. So it's like, dude, maybe you should put on some pottage. Um, I mean, I know it's kind of hard with COVID. But. As for as for Marco, he needs like 15 pounds and 15 inches. But I was going to say, I was like, somebody needs to figure out how to put fucking stilts in this guy's leg permanently. <laughs> I st- you look I, like a, you're a fucking dwarf, bud. I still can't you're get fucking over how small dwarf. I fucking I typed in all capitals as we were watching the show with everybody. I was like, "Up, oh, they killed that dwarf." You know what it is, man. With when it comes to Marco Stone, I love his heart. I'm not gonna say the chutzpah word. I love his heart. We're gonna put out that no chutzpah on this one. It's one of the things where I really enjoyed the match and the chemistry and the dynamic between the two. And I gotta say this right now because you're talking about Marco Stone, 15 inches, 15 wide, just his overall shortness. That dude's got to be so sad. That dude is sad like David Lee Roth in the Just a Gigolo music video, man. Life goes on without him. That dude is a sad little son of a gun. Yeah, he is David Lee Roth. He's Just a Gigolo. People know the part he's playing. <laughs> oh, man. He's like a young Joe Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm a funny guy. Funny how? Yeah, funny, funny like how? a clown. I clown amuse you. Speaking of giving a good fight, Ty Conti gave it a best against Serena Deeb, uh, but Serena is still the NWA Women World Champion. Ty Conti getting better by the fucking week, man. I mean, yeah, she was always good. Uh, but I think she's improved even more since NXT, definitely. And Serena Deeb, fucking hell! Like, what a vet. dude! Did I? I didn't know she was this fucking good. Yeah, like, she's really good. This is the thing; she's kind of been stuck as a trainer rather than a wrestler, and now she's getting a chance time to shine. Yeah, fuck well, that, thing- dude! Shine it up. Well, she's done like Shimmer, and she's a veteran. I mean, the last time like we really got her like in a big like time prime position was when she was with the Straight Edge Society, and she was mm-hmm. bald headed. Mm-hmm. And then she was in Impact, and she was with um. Oh God, she was a part of that feud with friggin' <laughs> Magnus, Mickey James, and the whole thing where she and James. Yes, when he, when James Storm friggin' tossed Mickey off the friggin' train tracks, and yeah, that happened. So, yeah, Serena Deeb has always been a great wrestler. She was in the Mae Young Classic, but it's one of those mm-hmm. things where you get to see her shine. And like Moses, as you put it, which I got to agree with, Tainara Conti from the Mae Young Classic and doing her thing in NXT, and now she's here in AEW. I like her. I really think she's great. Yeah, gotten a lot better. Has completely improved. Again, the getting away from the NXT before they fucking corrupt you was a great thing. And uh, for the boys out there, how about them cheeks? Damn. Yep. I mean, that's, that alone is enough to increase the TV rating. Fucking A, right? 
No, Moses Marquez. To I got to say something about Moses Marquez because Moses Marquez segues as well with this. I'm going to put you over here, man, because here's the thing. You talk about them cheeks. Takes me back to 2002. I'm talking about Mr. Cheeks, man. Turn around. Let me see some lights, camera, action. I'm sorry, Mr. Jackson. Oh, my goodness. Give me some more Tainara Conti and her booty. I'm all about it. All about it. Uh, and then finally, oh man, main events, Cage versus Darby Allen. Uh, Allen gets He's absolutely mollywopped for the first half of the match. He's a fucking machine! <laughs> God, I loved this. Oh, I was he fucking going bananas. sent through a table, bloodied. That fucking dog. table exploded. Yes. That fucking table exploded. But. Oh, I fucking, oh my God. Flipping off Brian Cage seems to give him a second win. He's fucking, he's fucking throwing this dude and walking around with him in a suplex. And I'm just like, fuck, dude, this is, this is right here. This is why I love Brian Cage. Like, this is the shit that makes me love Brian Cage. Because fucking hell, dude. I was like, you know what, dude? Darby can lose. I'm all, yeah. I'm a, it's all right with me. I mean, he I thought he was lose tonight, bud. Oh, man. But no, I mean, he's got the heart. He's got the, the determination. This fucking guy, he, like, you have to kill Darby to actually beat him. It yeah. seems like. Or let him kill himself. Yeah, but I mean, fuck, damn, fuck, Cage damn near killed him. I mean, Jesus. He fucking goes for a suicide dive, like, right in the beginning, and he just catches it, and I'm like, yep, caught that ass. Oh, man, this was, I fucking loved every solitary second of this fucking match. Every solitary second. Yeah, even the uh, coffin drop on the steps. And you know what? You know what? You know what's best? And this is... And then I have to put this out there. Breaking news, if we have, like, a cool little headline thing. It's confirmed. TK listens to Max Wrestling because he listened to me because Sting did something! Yeah, Sting finally got physical, uh, teleports, and <laughs> attacks Ricky Starks with a baseball bat. Fuck yeah! Fuck you and your no socks! <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, uh, Darby Allen hits a crucifix pin from the middle rope to retain. Beautiful. Um, it doesn't make Cage look bad. It only makes Darby look smart. Yeah, and tough. Fantastic. But can we please lose the friggin' FTW title because it's pointless? I don't want to do it just yet. I need him to start defending that fucking thing. One or the like other, make, yeah. Like, I'm... make it a real fucking title. Yeah, it's either make it a real title or get rid of it. Give me, t I got, you got till the end of the fucking month. Yeah, because right now, give me a title defense or TV. it's gone. Yeah, it's 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 a fucking prop at this point. I need I need defenses and I don't need them on dark. I need title defenses. I don't care if he goes out there and kills geeks. Do you hear me? I don't care. Go out there, make him defend the fucking thing, make him actually put on matches. And then he can carry it around all he fucking wants. I don't give a shit. But if he's just going to carry it around for the sake of carrying it around, then fucking get rid of it. Because any geek can walk around with their own belt. Cody can start walking around with his own world championship for fuck's sake. Well, we mentioned Ty Conti. She was walking around NXT with her black belt. There we go. But, I mean, at least, at least black that belt something. That's true. It meant you can kick your ass. Kick your ass for real, sucker. Uh, well, uh, it is time for us to tap out and bid you adieu. So before we go, remember to like and follow Max Wrestling on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, and follow us at Max Wrestling UK on Twitter and Instagram. 
We're also on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and CastBox. Cast Bizarre! And Anchor.fm. Yup. And of course, you can find us on Wrestling with Wrestling. Thank you to Andre Corbeil. And you're also very welcome for the new logo. That's what I do. You can oh, find awesome, me by the way. at the Captain 512 You can find Travis most weeks at Walker underscore TA92. And Twitch no longer makes you dick itch. So don't be a wanker and check out Anchor with Moses Marquez. That's right. Everything is a little bit up in the air right now, but don't trip. A whole bunch of stuff is coming thanks to some uh, lovely requested days off because that's how I get that. But um, Bolt Rant is going to be like going bananas lately. Um, draft is coming. Free agency is coming. I don't give a shit about the Super Bowl or none of that. I'm prepping for the off season, So lots of offseason talk. Uh, there's, I'm even going to be doing like multiple mock drafts. There's going to be videos of this stuff going up. So smart Mark radio sports is going to be a, not a thing. It's going to still be on the smart Mark radio YouTube thing, but it's, it's cool little transition thing I made. So I have to brag about that, but, um, there's that. And then as for retro, we're working our way to, uh, Halloween havoc, 1996, where of course, yes, you get Hogan versus Savage for the world title, but you also get Rey Mysterio in his fucking Joker outfit taking on Dean Malenko in one of the best fucking matches we've ever goddamn seen. So I can't, can't wait to fucking get to that pay-per-view. Which should drop Monday, by the way. Monday's a good day. Monday's when I actually get my internet. Well, there you go. <laughs> Hopefully. It's also Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> and there's a reason we call him the podcast machine. Mike, who you been talking to? Man, you can check me out on the LFC podcast with Danny Zabrowski, the timekeeper of the LFC Sturgis event, Born to be Wild. Check it out, LaundreFC.com, Beauty, Strength, Dominance, three key elements to make women the work of art that they are. Get on all sources of audio platforms. Check me out on Twitter at SMShow1 or MCL92 for the Pop Culture History Podcast, Pop underscore Culture underscore Pod. Hell, if you want some Impact stuff at Impact Rewind, LFC underscore Pod for the LFC Podcast. Man, check out StevenMikeShow.com, SoundCloud.com, slash MCLarkin92. Check out my latest On the Mic with Mike interviews. Thank you. On the Mic with Mike interviews with Princess Gemini, BBW Action Man. And then we also have on, excuse me, oh, Jessica Jade. Yes, Jessica Jade. From Australia, man. She's a cam model, another BBW. It's a BBW bonanza. And I can't wait to share some more interviews coming up, man. So it's a good time. That's why me and Mike get along, okay? We both like the big girl. Yes. You and your America Ferreira, man, who is very, very hot. Hey, hey, that's my fucking man. Oh, boy. Let me tell you, that was my high school thing. If I would have met her while she was fat, I'd be rich right now. You want to got to kick it up, don't you, Moses? She said, what is? Oh, bro, that was my. That was my movie. That was the one movie that kind of made me feel a little Mexican. Because it was Disney, and it was actually kind of sort of Mexican. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, Dazzy's broken. Well, join us. Next week! For the last stop before Podcast Promo Rumble 6 week, and there will hopefully be no echo from me next week as my broadband should be up and running and I'll finally be recording from my new house. If not, Kevin from BT is getting molly whopped. Molly Goodbye. And good night. Bang. She said buenos, muchachos. He's a
machine.